Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and we have a wonderful guest today that I'm sure you're going to enjoy the show. Before I get started with that, I want to just bring up our book, Wealth by Design, and this is the book that has inspired the show, Ways to Love Your Money. We encourage you to go to the waystolovyourmoney.com site so you can see all the videos that we actually have produced, as well as finding more information on the Elizabeth Dawson, which is Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com page, where you can find out more information about the book and get a copy for yourself. So our guest that we're going to have on the show today is Mr. Drew Ocker from the Ocker Group. I'm going to let him tell you about his story, but he is a mogul in the real estate world, and uh, we are very happy that he's here. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more to come. Well, the moment you've been waiting for, Mr. Drew Ocker is here with us, and we're going to have a incredible conversation about his relationship with money and what he's working on right now and his goals, dreams, and desires for the future in his relationship with money. But he is an incredible you know, real estate professional here in the San Diego area and also possibly some other areas too. We'll find out here shortly. But I can't wait to introduce you to Mr. Drew Ocker, and he is from the Ocker Group, and I think you're going to love him. So welcome, Drew. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Well, that is a very generous introduction of you. I very much appreciate it. And, uh, uh, you know, when you asked me to join you, of course, I was honored and would love to see what we can come up with here in this conversation that might be valuable for people. Well, I think there's a lot to be said. You have so many clients that you would love them to see you out and about and, you know, talking with other professionals out there. And if there's something that you would give back to the community of people that you've known and you haven't even met yet, uh, you know, that's the kind of conversation I want to have today. Great. Okay. I'm all, I'm, I'm all for it. Well, you mentioned something to me in your relationship with money, which, I mean, we can giggle because we've known each other for a little while. Uh, but what's your relationship with money at this point? Since we're on a money show today and it's respect for money, what, what's your relationship with money today? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, since right now, you know, cash is you know, a little bit more flush than usual. I have an excellent relationship with money and I'm very interested in it. Um, but I always tell people like, you know, when, when, uh, when things are good money wise, I'm very interested in money. And when cash is light and things are not so good, I avoid it like the plague. <laughs> well, that's probably why we're talking about this conversation right now, because yeah, how many, yeah. how many people in this world are actually feeling the same way about money today? You know, we're, we're kind of in, it depends the industry that you're in today. And I think that, uh, you know, Drew, you're, you're in the uh, real estate industry and, and how's business right now? Um, the real estate business by and large is just very extraordinary right now. It's an extraordinary time to be in the real estate business. Uh, our business has accelerated beyond any prior historic level. Mm. Um, but what's most exciting about that is the opportunity that we have to really support the people who are referred to us, our clients, in really architecting that life that they really have always envisioned because mm -hmm. of a couple of things that are happening in the market. And people are really taking the time to go after what they really want, which gives me just great joy and great pleasure out of what I'm doing every day. Well, I think that that's great. And I think another point that we want to bring up is that we're dealing with this COVID-19 uh, coronavirus pandemic and uh, people are definitely making the move to, to want to find their dream home. 
uh, because maybe, the, you know, for so many months they were sitting in four walls and they just didn't even know what to do. But we've got a lot of things going for that right now, right? We've got low interest rates. We've got a market that's great for a seller because they can get multiple offers. But uh, that might be someone that's selling but wanting to buy in a different place. What, what has been your experience about that, Drew? You know, I can't tell you how many conversations that I've had with families that either we worked with a few years ago or that we didn't have the opportunity to work with, but what that we're now working with, that what they really just discovered about themselves and their family and what they want is that there's, um, there's sort of a return to peace of mind. There's a return to a home being a real sanctuary, mm -hmm. you know, a real place that provides safety and connection for the family. Mm. You know, many, I, I know that there's a lot of people out there that say that, of course, the divorce rate has gone up a little bit, mm. but I would also counter and say that for the wide majority of individuals, their family relationship is actually strengthened. Mm. Out of all. And I think that has a lot to do with that they've been forced to spend so much time together, <laughs> obviously. Sure. And that the that they've been forced to spend so much time with. So, you know, we've been really lucky to support people in really saying, okay, here's the market right now. Mm -hmm. There's a real opportunity for you as a seller to say, you know what, this home just isn't serving me anymore. I need another bedroom, which uses an office. By the way, both of us are working from home right now. Mm -hmm. our kids at home and or the kids at home really need to be going to school and the school we want them to go to is in another district. So there's all of those sort of lifestyle conversations that in the past have maybe been secondary mm. to market conditions, but now they're really elevating to a level of real importance and urgency. Mm -hmm. And the good news is, is that with dramatically low inventory, the lowest mm. it's ever been in the 12 years that I've been in the business. Wow. And, I mean, I'm told by my, my more extended colleagues mm -hmm. that, you know, certainly this is historic. The mm. numbers all point to that. It feels historic. You know, they're able to put their home on the market and with some expert guidance from us and our operations team, not just get it sold, but get it sold for a premium price mm. with excellent terms. Mm. I mean, we're commonly negotiating now a 60-day free rent back for clients. So wow. what that means is house sells, they don't have to move right away. Mm -hmm. In fact, they don't have to move for quite some time and they get to stay there for free. <laughs> wow. They've never, until we can now identify that next perfect step for them and their family. So well, that's a it big, gives me a lot of joy when I can do things like that. That's a big peace of mind because so many people are so concerned about, well, where do I go if I don't have my house picked out? You know, yeah. where do I go? Yeah. What do I do? Because escrows yeah. are closing like that, right? There's always been that chicken egg conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the biggest concerns that people walk into my office with or that I walk into their home with generally is, you know, what if I end up homeless? What if I don't find right. a really great property? Um, and we try to, of course, first off, I think, you know, just dealing with that at a human and an emotional level 
is really critical. Mm -hmm. And honestly, once people understand that we understand that concern and that we have experience in navigating people through that, they're pretty relieved. Yes. <laughs> but then we apply some science to it. You know, we just say, okay, great. So this is the neighborhood that you'd like to be in. Got it. Great. This price point. Yep. Let's look back at the last 90 days of activity, see what's sold. And then you tell me based on that, if history were to repeat itself over the next 90 days, does that give you confidence hmm. or does that give you pause? Hmm. And the wide majority of our clients, when we apply that sort of scientific methodology to it, they're able to really see that, oh, I sell my house and I get this 60 day rent back 90 days. Something's going to shake loose out there in the trees and it's all going to work out. Yes. I mean, that's a that's a completely different enlightenment type of approach because I think so many people are based on, you know, that anxiety of fear, you know, that kind of pulls them away from doing something. But would you say that that's a point of difference for you and your practice and what you do with clients? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that what we, um, my practice isn't about just selling real estate. You know, my practice is about giving people the peace of mind and freedom that they need to actually make decisions with wild abandon and um, in a very sort of rapid fashion. Mm -hmm. And how we do that is we connect with them as a human being, mm -hmm. and then we give them the intelligence that they need to actually understand that this is the way this is going to go. Mm. How do we know? Because we've done it time mm -hmm. and time and time again. Yes. And we've worked with people just like them with that very same circumstance. You know, Joe, was, I mean, I'm sorry, not Joe, Drew, because our previous guest was Joe. Uh, <laughs> but Drew, we'll probably edit that. So, um, but Drew, you had mentioned that you got into this industry 12 years ago. So you were right at the bottom of the market, pretty much. And it was really when the housing crisis actually occurred in 2008, 2009. So you survived that. Did that have some building blocks in your in your business about how it how it helped you bridge to the success that you're in today? Well, one thing I learned um, is that I'm a little bit crazy and I'm I'm made to do things that other people don't necessarily want to do. In fact, one of my good friends, Gail, she tells, still tells people that story about how in 2009, I said I was getting into the real estate business and everybody else was jumping out of the boat like, you know, sure. rats on a ship. Um, but I think as a business person, when you can learn to operate under stress and when mm -hmm. you can learn to operate under conditions that occur as real obstacles and challenges and when you can find the opportunities mm -hmm. and when you're able to actually talk to people about that yeah there are challenges in life now how do we channel that into an opportunity mm -hmm. um and i learned how to do that very early on when frankly mm -hmm. i didn't know my behind from my elbow mm -hmm. um and that really has grown into a practice where now i coach all of the agents on my team, how to mm -hmm. do that for people, you know, how do we look at a situation and give them the information that they need so that they can see a clear pathway to mm -hmm. success, 
even when success seems extraordinarily difficult or impossible. Hmm. Well, that's a testimony to many people right now because there is a lot yeah. of unknown. You know, people will probably be changing careers if they've lost jobs and they have been permanently lost. You know, mm -hmm. what better time to maybe try something new, which is, you know, it's that's inspirational. You did it 12 years ago when, when it was so unknown. There must have been something that really bit you that said, oh, I've got to do this. This is my, my calling. In fact, there was, yeah. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I was working in commercial real estate. Okay. Um, I had moved clear across the country. I was 24 years old at the time when I did that. Three years later, after working in commercial real estate as an analyst, um, you know, I just found it wasn't my cup of tea. And I was sitting on the sofa with my now husband, mm -hmm. former partner, Arlen. And I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And he says, well, you have your real estate license. Why don't you go sell some houses? <laughs> look what you turned into <laughs> and literally this happened I called um, a couple of really respected brokers that I had and mm -hmm. I told them you know I don't know what this is going to turn into but my husband said you know or my, my partner at the time said I've got this real estate license maybe I should try to sell some houses I think I might be pretty darn good at this oh, I'm actually wow. really good with people and um you know, here we are 12 years later and, I don't know, hundreds if not, you know, probably I think we're at a thousand mark at this point, 12 wow. years later, of uh, families that we've really supported moving into that next era. That's of, amazing. You know, their life. That's amazing. I mean, what a testament, you know, to what you've done. And also for Arlen to have uh, given you that, that little spark of knowledge at that moment in time, which was probably very magical. That is when, by the way, he earned his seat on the board of directors for the company. And uh, ever since then, I any critical choice that gets made about this business, whether sure. it's um, to bring on a new team member, whether it's to invest more in X, provide Y service for client, whenever I'm just really stopped, mm -hmm. I turn to him. That's great. Well, I'm going to go back to something you said earlier because you had mentioned that during this, you know, pandemic that there might be, you know, this news about a lot of people getting divorced. But I see you and your husband and you're stronger than ever. So, so what are some of the things in your greatest achievement? You answered this question for me in the questionnaire. What do you think your greatest achievement is? And I know it has to do with Arlen. Um my great, the thing that has given me the most joy in life is um, building a business that's allowed my husband Arlen to pursue his passion, um, you know, allowing me to take on the, um, the responsibility of, you know, kind of, you know, financing our lifestyle mm -hmm. and ensuring that then he can really focus on writing novels and stage plays, which is, and, you know, by the way, his focus is, uh, writing novels and becoming a novelist. Um, he's currently pursuing, you know, an MFA in uh, fiction mm -hmm. with the uh, University of California, Riverside. Um, we've moved out here to the desert, Rancho Mirage, where the wide majority of all of his contemporaries and professors and the community that he's a part of now are. Wow. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's my greatest joy in life to bring some art to the world, especially as it seems as though our world is getting 
less and less um, joyous and beautiful and all of that. So, you know, I mean, I think any kind of art, however we can inspire that to get created is pretty amazing. Well, and I think that the joy that you share between supporting you know, your husband's dreams to be able to accomplish what he wants to do because I think he had a previous career to this and, you know, probably was thought, well, why did you, why did you make a change? Why did you do this? Well, he, went, he followed his passion. I think that within the show as well, you know, Ways to Love Your Money is not necessarily just a, a relationship with money that you don't have respect for, but it's about a relationship with money that really gives you the ability to dream and think big. And I think, Drew, since you and I've met, it's, it's gotten you to a place where you are thinking big or bigger. And uh, you're, you're giving that joy and that ability to other people, too, which is a lot to congratulate yourself on. Well, thank you. You're um, and, you know, our relationship has been a real extraordinary, meaning yours and mine, has been a real extraordinary part of that expansion that I've personally experienced lately. You know, I mean... I think we met about a year ago, maybe. Uh, in fact, I believe we met in April when the kind of COVID lockdown yes. crisis was happening. So it hasn't even been quite a year yet. <laughs> Not even it feels year like yet. it. It feels like it, but it hasn't quite been a year yet. Yeah, and you know, you you have just been instrumental in altering the sort of the course of my relationship with money. So I just am forever appreciative of that you know uh, I've, I've gotten really good at making money i've just not gotten really good at doing the other things that you need to do with it yeah yeah my goal <laughs> and, and my mission is to get you excited to talk about money all the time since it's abundant now you know and it's going to stay abundant which is a big thing yeah. but but i'll pause here because we're running out of time and i want to say thank you so much for being on the show drew it's been a pleasure and an honor and I, I just know that the future is even so much bigger for you and everything else but uh you know, our listeners always want to hear about these things, and it's about a relationship with money. That's what this show is all about. So I hope you'll stay tuned for our closing comments. But again, I want to thank Drew for being here on the show and, and uh, taking time out of his precious day to talk with us. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Wasn't Drew great? My goodness, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Don't procrastinate on asking them. So send us a question at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. We'd love to know what you uh, have on your mind. And, uh, you know, as a, as a kind of follow-up to the rest of the show, we have a question from an audience member that sent it in to us. So Rachel's going to uh, speak it out to me, and I'm going to see if I can answer it. I'm looking to get my first apartment. What are some first steps I should take financially? Well, financially, what should we look at? We want to kind of look at your budget, how much money have you saved, because sometimes you need first month's and last month's rent. Uh, so that could be a pretty big dollar amount to actually have to put down in an apartment. Uh, so now's the time to look through something what we call a cash flow analysis or a budget worksheet. Um, doesn't sound very exciting or sexy, but it really puts you in tune with what you're doing and how you're spending. So what I always recommend that people do, or we do it for our clients, is get a couple months of your bank statements and a couple of months of your credit card statements and really categorize the expenses that you're spending on other things. When you come up with what you have available for rent, then maybe that's the time to see what your expenditures are going out because you might be doing a lot on lifestyle that you don't necessarily have to, 
but you could be putting that towards your first apartment. What do you think about that? Or maybe your first home or saving or doing things like that. So being in touch with your money and having a respect for that money is really important. If you want more information about our cash flow analysis worksheet, let us know. We'll be happy to send it to you. It'll give you at least a foreground to start with. And if you need us to help you out with that too, you're welcome to give us a call at 619-640-2622. Take care. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.